Hey guys, Ballistic Strength Radio is the only podcast dedicated to kettlebell sport and is 100% commercial free and is brought to you completely free of charge. So if you appreciate the show, please show your appreciation by subscribing to the Ballistic Strength Radio podcast on iTunes, as well as leaving a positive comment and a five-star rating. Guys, five-star ratings not only boost the show's iTunes ranking, but they also boost its exposure, which means it boosts the exposure and popularity of kettlebell sport. Please pause the episode now and head on over to iTunes to leave some positive feedback. Thanks, guys. Catherine Golbeck competed in the 68 kilogram women's professional snatch category, finishing with a score of 82 repetitions. Additionally, Catherine competed as a veteran in the 40 to 44 age group, where she snatched the 16 kilogram kettlebell at a breakneck speed to secure 211 reps. Now, these may sound like great numbers, and certainly they merit admiration, but it was clear from the sidelines that Catherine's professional snatch set wasn't going as planned. In addition to switching hands early, it appeared that Catherine's ability to secure her grip on the kettlebell with each consecutive rep was waning. At just over six minutes of work, Catherine stopped her set despite showing relatively no visible signs of fatigue. I caught up with Catherine after her set, and it was clear that she was unhappy with her numbers, but her frustration seemed to stem more from confusion. She remarked a slipperiness of the handle and repeated that she just didn't know what happened. If you followed Catherine's progress over the last year, these remarks would come as no surprise. On October 31st, 25 days out from Worlds, Catherine posted the results of her most recent 24-kilogram snatch set up to that point, 111 reps in 8 minutes. Five days prior to that, she posted an impressive video documenting a 150-rep snatch set with a 22-kilogram bell. More impressive still, perhaps, was a video posted October 22nd, just four days earlier, of her cracking 200 reps with the 20-kg bell. Followers of the Okanagan Kettlebell Club Facebook group would likely agree that Catherine is one of the most disciplined and dedicated kettlebell sport athletes in North America today. She's also one of the most down-to-earth and humble competitors I've interviewed. The following was recorded at the 2015 IUKL World Kettlebell Championships in Dublin, Ireland. So we are here at the 2015 IUKL World Championships in Dublin City, Ireland. I'm, uh, I'm joined by Kat- Catherine Goldbeck of the Okanagan Kettlebell Club. Uh, Catherine, can you tell us... Um, what you'll be lifting today? Today I'm lifting the 24 kilogram kettlebell in the women's professional snatch category. And you lifted last year as well, correct? Not in this world championships. This is my first world championships. So Hamburg wasn't the same? I didn't go to Hamburg, no. You didn't go to Hamburg? I didn't go to How Hamburg. How did I screw that up? I'm going to have to edit all this out. That's okay. This is my first world championship in Dublin. 
So how does this compare with um, other international competitions you've been to? Well, this is, if you, I would say that this is really my first international competition. I have competed in the United States, but I have never competed overseas. So in terms of this being different from other competitions, I would say I'm aware that the, um, the quality of judging will be stricter, especially lifting as a professional. Um, I have lifted in. I've lifted in Las Vegas, where the judging was very, you know, similar to this standard. I had um, a judge that I knew would be quite strict, um, and I'm aware of what I need to do. So that's a little bit more in the back of my mind, just making sure that I'm following the rules of this organization, and just the the standard of lifting here is much higher. Um, it's a dip, different atmosphere, definitely. It's not quite as... Is it different because of all the people you're surrounded by or more so the uh, pomp and circumstance associated with... Probably, um, maybe the pomp and circumstance, but it's more more of a professional atmosphere. Yeah, it's not... um, Some of the local competitions, um, there's, you know, more of a laid-back sort of atmosphere that this, you know, you understand that this is a little bit more um, professional. There's some lifters here who obviously, um, you know, have been at this for a while. It's culturally a little bit different maybe. So, yeah. So there's that understanding. I think it's a little bit interesting too that, I mean, when you go to local meets or or North American meets, it's... um, Whenever you're up on the platform, it very much feels like kind of everyone's rooting for you. Yes. Like here, in the back of your head, you're like, there might be some people in the stands of these hundreds of people watching me right now who might not want to see me do well. Yeah, that's a good point, for sure. I mean, it's a, you know, countries are cheering for their countries. And so there's certainly that, um, you know, uh, idea that we're here as a, a country um, not necessarily as our own local kettlebell clubs. So we're cheering for our countries and knowing that the person next to you is, yeah, is, is also representing their country. Um, you know, further to that, I would say that maybe not with regards to Canada and the U.S., but other countries have been strategic in how they've placed lifters and weight categories. And that's another very interesting part of competition at this level. Uh, I was told by Slava that uh, I was asking about Valentina Gorov, and <laughs> he was telling me that the reason that he's not on the Russian team right now is because Johnny Benitez is just too damn good. Ah, well, absolutely. You know, and I can say this: that as a Canadian kettlebell lifter, I feel very fortunate that I'm here because. At this point in time, I don't have a lot of competition. If I was representing another country, I might not be here today, so I take that pretty seriously, and I'm very respectful of the fact that I get to lift alongside of some pretty um, experienced and uh, talented and hardworking athletes, and I feel that you know, in that regard, I have prepared myself to the best of my own ability, and I'm going to just really enjoy this experience, so. Do you feel like we're doing a good job representing Canada so far? I mean, we're two days in. Um, I lifted yesterday. Jessica lifted yesterday. Um, who else did we have? Um, 
we had Jean yesterday. Um, She's had a personal best as well. Yes. Um, I know I'm probably forgetting somebody, but I think we have represented Canada great. Like, I think everybody has obviously worked very hard, and the results are showing here today. I think it's important to remember that we're not always going to put out our best sets in competition. Some people are, and that's absolutely fantastic. It doesn't always happen that way, and that if we've tried our hardest on the day and prepared ourselves to the best of our ability, then that's what's important. I think absolutely Canada is representing well. Um, I think our quality of lifting is showing that. I think we're, yeah. Um, I, th- I think we're making a statement by showing up with the numbers that we have this year. Yeah. Um, and and with our with our quality of lifting, with our attention to fixation yes. and uh, things of that sort, because I mean that's that's going to be the, the the big thing that the judges are looking for. Yes, absolutely. Um, there are there seem to be some other nuances that people are getting called on that we might not think about when we're doing uh, our training sessions, which we've seen with uh, some some of the men in their jerk sets. Yes. So far, the, um, do you think you could expand on that maybe a little bit? What have you heard? Um, so there's some, yeah, certainly with men with doing jerks, there's um, a rule that once you're in the rack position, for example, you shouldn't be re-racking the bells. So bringing them up on your shoulder, close to your shoulder, and then resettling into the rack position is not allowed. So that's something that maybe is a habit for some lifters um, in long cycle and jerk for men that needs to be um, watched carefully as well as you know if there's contact with the belt I don't know the exact rule um, yeah it was that was a bit of a I got a little bit confused because I did jerk yesterday and the judge did signal to me um, he wasn't very happy with my elbow placement when I went into side rack yeah and I wasn't entirely sure what he wasn't happy with and I know that you know, it's 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 a, uh, a bit foreboding to get that elbow resting in on yeah. that belt. So, I mean, I tried to adjust it so that it was over the belt. Yeah, which I think and, you did. I think you were... I don't think you liked that. Either. Okay, well... So then I was like, the only other thing I can do is really crank that elbow in onto my stomach and get yeah. into this weird, uncomfortable position. And it was anything I could to keep those bells up there. Everything I could. Uh, those last 30 reps really sucked. But you hit a PR. I did hit a PR. So that's impressive to do that on the fly with an adjustment like that on the fly. Well, I got to 20 and I was like, I really don't want to let everyone down. Because um, I was I was feeling a little bit groggy into that set. And I was like, I hope I can just, I can last through it. Because I know that with the jerks for me, yeah. it, it's a bit of a grind because my technique's not superb. Um, so I knew that if I could just take it real slow yes. and go one rep at a time in those last remaining minutes that yeah. I could get a number that I'd be happy with. Uh, yeah, excellent. That's that's a yeah a good approach. I mean, we all have our strategies that we need in the moment. So, um, um, and what's your strategy going in? Um, well, my strategy is always the same with the 24 because at that weight, it's... It's not about, okay, I'm going to go out and go fast today. I'm not going to go out and go slow today. It's I'm, I have to go into my set focusing on the points that I need to focus on to make sure that I can keep the bell moving. I have particular um, uh, cues that I use just for my own 
issues that I have with my right shoulder, my right hand insertion. So I'm always thinking about that. And it's really important for me in a competition set to be able to stay inside of my head, to be able to focus on those things and not let the crowd distract me. Um, I had a difficult time with that at nationals. I was very distracted by my surroundings. Other competitions, I've been able to uh, to just ignore it. So that's my 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 goal today is just to really think about all of the points that I need to think about to keep the bell moving. You know, it's on my right. It's like I said, on my left. I need to worry about my hip drive. Um, so yeah. So I just have some internal cues that I use and relaxing remembering um, that it's 10 minutes and and yeah and just enjoying the moment and I like I'm I have nobody that I'm competing against today I have myself so that's helpful yeah well if, if you decide to compete against the person next to you you might try and do something you've never done before and that can be a mistake yeah whereas you know it, it, oh yeah you're, you and and I think all of us who follow the Okanagan uh, Facebook page, Okanagan Kettlebell Club Facebook page, we know how much training you put in, You both both you and Charlie put in, and uh, you're very open yes. with your workouts. And so we know what you can do, you know what you can do. To go in and try and beat the person next to you based on what they can do is, is yeah. probably a mistake. Yeah, no, at the 24, I, I personally am not at a point where I'm going to try and beat anybody in snatch I'm going to try and get a good number for myself today so and I know you know I'm at a I'm in a pretty um, competitive weight category at 68 kilograms I'm competing against uh, um, Natalia if I've got her name right who's a Russian lifter Um, Melissa Swanson from the USA uh, Abby Abigail Johnson from Scotland um, a few junior lifters out of Russia who are on my, they're not in, you know, I'm not competing against them, but they're on my flight uh, platform. And so, I, yeah, again, you know, I know what those women can do. I know what I can do. And I'm just going to put up my, my best set today is my plan. So, you know, everybody always has a goal, but with a 24 for me, it can vary. So, again, I'm just sticking with my game plan of keeping my head in the game and doing what I can do. Is there a pacing game plan today? Um, I usually pace myself at 13 to 14 reps per minute with the 24. Um, I have had some habits of going out a bit fast in competition, which for me would be 15 or 16. That's too fast. I'm going to lose the bell if I do that. So, you know, I've only once made it to 10 minutes in training at this weight. Um... A good set for me will be between eight and nine minutes. Uh, an average set might be seven, seven and a half. So, so we'll see. We'll see how that goes today. Yeah, I've been kind of the same way with my training. I went to ten minutes with the twenty-four twice now. Oh, okay. But you go faster. You go fast. Yeah, I go a bit, well. And to, and uh, yesterday, my plan was to go slow because. Um, my team went to Linda Gilmore's for her in-house meets. Yes. And that first run, I went the full 10, and I did 157. And then the next one, I went to nine minutes, and I did, like, a 156. Yes. So I came out of the gate too fast yes. and gassed myself out. Yeah. But uh, but it's very telling because the capacity was there. Yeah. Well, uh, you, you know what your capacity is because, you know, all the the rep range was similar. Yeah. The, the volume was similar. So yeah. my plan... Uh, yesterday was 
I know that I might not make it to 10 if I go faster than Yeah, yes. So I decided to go 15, try to keep it there, and see what I could pull out in those last in few the minutes. Yeah. That's a good, yeah, another good strategy for sure. Yeah, and you know, like we've got Charlie coming up here next, and I'm excited to, to watch him because he's always, um, you know, he's a quality lifter, right? Like he just always looks great when he's out there lifting. He's always thinking about putting up good reps, quality reps, um, positioning in his jerk sets. You know, like if you watch him, he's got, uh, his. he's worked really hard on his technique. So he's going to, you know, he always puts up a good showing for Canada. Um, tomorrow, both Slava and Charlie are lifting in the pro division as well. So long cycle. Yeah. So that should be good. Um, yeah. I just find it really nice to be here. You know, we've done all the work, so just try and enjoy it. <laughs> um, I think that we're going to, yeah, I think it's going to be an exciting afternoon. You know, Renee's coming up as well at uh, this evening after me. So for the two pro Canadian women, it's just exciting to have, you know, such a great team, big team here today. And I have a few hours before I can relax, but <laughs> that's okay. Are you tense right now? You know, I'm, I'm doing okay. Like, I'm well, usually I was pretty gonna nervous. Ask, are, are, yeah, and that's because you had mentioned that you get you can get distracted. Yeah. Is that going to be an obstacle today? It might be. I, you know, once I'm out there, I'll know. Um, I, I'm just, I actually, I feel okay right now. So that's a good sign um, because I'm just using some sort of self-talk to remind myself that, um, you know, I get to be here. I've chosen to be here. Um, this is an opportunity. It's something to be excited about, to enjoy. And, you know, mindset's a big thing. So the words that we say to ourselves are a big thing. Um, and they can, you know, become what happens. I, I think that. So that's, I'm just trying really hard to use some of that internal self-talk and, uh, like I say in the moment, just enjoy it. Um, I know people tend to get disappointed by their sets, and I'm human, and I do too. But I'm I'm not going to go there today because I really think that every single person here who got out there and lifted and and did their best, it, like that's all you can do on a day like this. So. You know, there's people who put up 200 reps with the 16 today and they're disappointed that they didn't get what they get in training, which might be 220. But hey, this is not training, right? Like this is Peaks, this is peaks not. and valleys. Yeah. And you, and you can't always time that peak Absolutely. So, you know, I, I tend to be hard on myself in training sets, I'll be honest. Um, I, you know, I've had to work through that a little bit because some days I just, you know, can beat myself up for not doing what I wanted to do in training. But competition, I tend to, to go a little bit easier on myself, so. Is that uh, something you picked up from someone else, or is that just wisdom that you've uh, accrued over the years of lifting? Probably just over the years of lifting and knowing that if you want longevity in this sport, you just got to accept it, you know. And also, I work with kids. I'm a teacher. I have kids of my own. I think we need to remember that, yeah, we're role models and... And we have, there's a big picture in life, right? And this is just a little bit of it, so. I think that's the best way to look at it, too. Because once you're here, yeah. you can't ask any more of yourself. Yeah. And, uh, you know, if you go into the warm-up area and, and, you're, and you're so worried that you're, you're putting in all these reps to warm up, 
as though it's going to help you when you get out there. At you least know, I don't have to lift again. Just, yeah. over just it. make sure you're there mentally. Make sure yeah. you're warmed up sufficiently. But yeah. you know, don't start trying to do last-minute things to try oh, and yeah. to try and pull out some uh, extra yeah. ability that isn't going to be there. So I think, yeah, yeah, not you know, not be hard on yourself in training, but definitely you know what you get out is what you put in. Yeah, and you know, be you know. Uh, consistent with your training yes. and you're going to base your competition results based on what you do on a regular basis in training. Don't yeah. don't think anything special is going to happen yeah. on training day and don't ask for any more. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's that's so it. it. Yeah, yeah. So, and I have some other goals for myself this year. Um, you know, like I like to go really fast with a 20. That's that's can be fun and it can be it can be nasty too, but I like it. So, you know, that's another goal I have for down the road. And yeah. so, again, this is just part of that picture. And and I love lifting kettlebells. So it's really, yeah, it's really awesome to be here. Misty was, uh, was trash talking you a little bit earlier about uh, your reps with the 16. Uh, so Misty just finished her snatch set. And yeah. she finished with a, 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 a 225. count of 225. Um, and it was stellar, and she kind of blew everyone away. Yeah, it was awesome um, set. And it got really loud in here. Yeah, uh, it was but very she, impressive. She, she came over, and uh, she, what was she saying to you? Well, she said, now I've got to beat 225 on Sunday when I compete as a veteran. And I said, yeah, I, but at first I'm going to get through my 24 set, because yeah. that's the main reason I'm here. And, uh, and then on Sunday, you know, I saw that you can go fast. Um, but still, you know, you've got to fixate at that pace. So, um, you know, I can, I can go that pace in training, uh, but there's definitely a difference when there's a judge in front of you. So, you know, I'll do my best. And, and Misty's a strong lifter. I'm, I'm, uh, we saw her uh, also put up some great numbers at Nationals. Yes. She, what was it, 200 even? 209. 209. 207, 209, somewhere in there. I think 209 maybe. Yeah, no, she's, yeah, she did great, um, which is nice to see. Uh, you I, know. I think that helps inspire the rest of us too. We need that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so, yeah, no, it's good. It's going to be a, a good next few days of lifting. I'm wondering uh, if Charlie's coming up here soon. No, they haven't even started the men yet, so... Um, now, there was something interesting that happened on uh, that I think started on the flight following Rachel's. Um, and, and on that flight, I, I think it was flight 19, we had three Canadian lifters up. We had yeah. uh, Carissa. I'm not sure I know how to pronounce her last name. Carissa Sivrat? Yeah. Uh, I, see, I, I want to say Sivaro. Maybe. Could be. We could ask her because she's right over there, but we won't bother okay. Um, Christine Broadhead yeah. and uh, Kendra was up there. Kendra yes. Falkenberg. So um, on Christine's platform, the uh, counter yes, and or not. clock was not functioning properly. Yeah, the clock as well. I didn't realize that. Okay. Well, I didn't realize that. And then the following flight, same thing. It still wasn't working. And so okay. I'm standing there watching this. She's doing her set. And it just says zero. Mm-hmm. And the judge is just kind of sitting there. He doesn't know what's going on. And I'm, just, I'm thinking to myself, man, to be up there and not see those numbers, you know, yeah. rolling over. Uh, yeah, for sure. I think um, it could throw people off. I, for me, it wouldn't be an issue because I never have anybody counting for me. I count in my head. Um, so you would have a, a contingency plan if that ever did happen. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean... 
Especially with a 24, I would just be counting. I mean, I'll probably be counting in my head anyways, but I I don't ever have a count, like ever have a counter. So in my own training, because I train on my own, um, and even with Charlie and I train together, we don't count for each other. So unless it's like, you know, I don't know, an online competition that we sometimes do, but even then. Um, so that wouldn't, for me, be an issue. Um, it might be if I was lifting lighter, though, because... Unless, you know, if I lost my count in my head on a, on a set that I want, like if I was lifting a 16, right? And I knew that I wanted to go fast. For the 24, it wouldn't be a problem for me. And that's my platform. I don't know if they've got it fixed yet, but... <laughs> don't think about it. Yeah. Um, so do you think that that might be something that we as, uh, you know, members of the team, professionals should think about or should start implementing in our training methods to, you know, plans in case our counter goes down, what we're going to do in that situation. I guess. Like, I think for everybody, it's important to just try out different things. Like, I mean, for me, it's just circumstance. Like, I just have never had other people to train with. So it's just what I do. I think it's important to try and lift um, differently with different people. You know, to lift without a coach always in front of you, without somebody always counting you. Like, try it. Try different things. Um you know, chalking the bell, not chalking the bell, um, you know, lifting when you're tired versus lifting under perfect conditions. Yeah. All in of the those morning, things. in the evening, yeah. at work. Yeah. You know, leading up to a competition for sure. Like, because anything can happen on the day. And even if you haven't prepared yourself, just knowing that you can adjust and it'll be okay. Right. Or that you, you'll just have to be calm about it. Right. There's some things that you can't control. I mean, I heard of a competition in St. Petersburg where the power went out and everybody was lifting in the dark. Like, imagine that, right? <laughs> um, See, I feel like that would be a scenario where everything should just stop and we start Yeah, over you would wonder, for sure. Um, no, this this yeah. is St. Petersburg. You must keep lifting. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, there's that. I, you know, like, I remember watching a video where somebody started to fall off the platform. I think it was Denisov who did that. Um, there's yeah there seems to be certain things that can happen to you and I guess you just have to take it in stride I you know I'm when I lifted at the ice chamber for the first time my headband fell off in the middle of my jerk set and uh I've been wearing it but you know in training and I just thought okay good reminder you know or you know if there's a clothing issue or you know it's just try to ignore it I guess mid-set and keep going yeah so we can prepare ourselves as much as possible, I guess, but it's not always going to be, prepare you for what's going to happen in the moment. Um, we're surrounded here by a lot of different countries and a lot of, a lot of greatness. Yes. So is there anyone or any teams here that, um, that you know, you kind of admire or you have any feelings about, uh, you know, what are your, what are your thoughts on uh, all your surroundings here? Yeah, well, certainly the Russian athletes, they're, you know, that's, they're the best. Um, it's really interesting just to kind of see them here and see how they warm up and how they um, prepare, I guess. So yeah. they're, you know, that's probably everybody's top answer. Um, on that note, we, I, I saw the girls and I saw yeah. some of the lifters uh, warming up yesterday yeah yesterday yeah and um, one of the warm-up strategies we saw 
or at least I was I was taking it as a warm-up strategy rather than a training methodology per se. Yeah. Was this um, Russian-style swing that went into an overhead position, but with the bell hanging down. And so it was kind of like, almost like a high pull, but done more of like an American swing kind of thing. Oh, interesting, huh? And, um, and so I, you know, I imagine they were just warming up the shoulders, warming up the hips, yeah. huh. um, rather than it being like an accessory movement. Yeah, yeah, interesting. And, uh, and so I was wondering, because some of the girls were like, well, I've never seen that before. Mm-hmm. And maybe this is, a, you know, maybe this is someone who maybe doesn't have good accessory strategies yeah um, if you catch my meaning but yeah, yeah, then yeah. I saw a Russian guy doing it either yesterday or today oh, and, okay. uh, and so I was like well you know it potentially is just a warm up method and if, but it was interesting because people have said some things and so I was like well if the Russians are doing it do you think maybe they're doing it to throw us off be uh-huh. like you know the, showing us things that they don't actually do in training you never know. I guess I, I wouldn't have thought of that, but that could very much be the case, I guess. Because at um, the Kettlebell Fit Brit workshop in Victoria, BC, uh-huh. um, someone asked about glove snatches, and Brittany said that someone told her uh-huh. that Russians just tell silly Americans that so that... Uh, so that they'll do it? So that they'll do it, oh, yeah. Interesting. Like I don't know. I have not heard that before. I mean, you know, the lifters that I admire, a lot of them use glove snatch sets with um, success. So yeah. I don't know. Um, that's that's just, interesting. Yeah, I think applied in the correct way, just about anything will have some For form sure. of uh, yeah. carryover. Yeah, I mean, I don't do glove snatch set myself. I just haven't found, like I did for a while, and I didn't find that they helped me. They probably hindered my grip more than anything. But I do swing snatch. I like, I like those sets. Um, getting back to your original question about teams, um, there's just people here, you know, on teams that I've followed or met over the years online, you know, through Facebook or whatever that I'm... Get out of here. You meet kettlebellers <laughs> on Facebook? I know. That doesn't happen. Can you imagine? Um, and it's just great to see them in person. You know, there's uh, Abby from Scotland. Um, um, there's Clara from Ireland, who's just the one of the, you know, sweetest people you'll meet and it's just nice to meet her in person um the irish team is really big 75 lifters like that's pretty impressive for such a small country um well not that it's such a small country but it is i mean you know geographically speaking i think it's a great showing for their country and to be hosted here we had you know some nice um uh, hospitality from the South, Kettlebell, uh, South Dublin Kettlebell Club with um, Damien Carey and his group, and that was great. So yes, we had access to a wide range of kettlebells. Yeah, that was great. And uh, and it was um, empty in there essentially. It was just us in there, which is really nice yes, too. yeah. And then you know, like just some other people from. Um, uh, hopefully, I'm not getting the countries wrong here, but Croatia. Um, uh, where else? Yeah, just like a number, uh, a number of different countries that it's just really nice to see who they are. We met a, a really nice guy from um, South America, from Chile, I believe. Chile. Yeah, and he was here on his own. So I could be wrong. But anyways, um, 
you know, just to see that people are coming out on their own without a team to support them all this way, like, I find that really impressive. And, you know, we have Slava uh, from Slava Petlitsa, who can speak a number of languages, who's just able to talk to everybody and meet people, and so... I asked him I asked him earlier because uh, he was doing some warming up he has his lawn cycle tomorrow yeah and um, I mean there might be a bit of nerves yeah uh, and so I was like you know what but it must be really nice to be here with all of your fellow countrymen yes you get to speak your native language yes right all that good stuff so he's really enjoying that aspect yeah. of being yeah. at an international competition of this caliber oh yeah for sure it's great yeah and I think um I think this is, you know, one of the beauties of kettlebell sport is it does bring people together from different parts of the world who all have this really same interest in this really unique sport, unique to us anyways, because when I've told people why I'm coming to Dublin, I usually have to follow it up with an explanation, which I'm sure everybody, you know, is used to doing as well. But yeah. So, yeah, I know it's, it's great. It's great to be here. Very appreciative. Appreciative to all the support, all my family at home, uh, my, my colleagues at work, and, uh, yeah, it's great. And you guys did a, a fundraiser for your trip? We did. Not slash, a big one. Slash yeah. fundraiser for the uh, Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so we did a fundraiser to support um, the Okanagan Samilkameen uh, Child Development Center, Neurological Society, so it supports children who have neurological um, developmental delays. And so we were able to give some of our funding to them. You know, we, we raised a little bit of money, enough that we could each put a little bit towards our team uniforms. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, the, the funding came from our own, from our own hard work. <laughs> Uh, in our own pockets so it would be nice in the future maybe to see um, as a Team Canada maybe to do some group fundraising that goes towards all the lifters I think that would really help promote the sport in all countries if we um, you know if we had as a board maybe you know the Canadian Kettlebell Alliance maybe talked about some group fundraising that we might be able to do or some official sponsors yeah exactly looking at you Canadian Tire yeah for sure but I think part of that is building on our youth, right? And having some kids coming up, like that's an important part of any developing sport. So, you know, I'm working on that with one of my own, with Ollie, and hopefully we've got some more juniors coming up through the ranks down the road. I'm gonna start making some strides to get uh, to get some juniors, yeah. some junior lifters. Yeah, so I'm, well, gonna, I'm gonna be working on that in the next year. Great. Hopefully I can make something happen. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you've got Kendra and she's quite the athlete herself. So, and I know, uh, you know, Linda's got a few and yeah, that would be great to see. I think that's important for the development of our of our sport in Canada, for sure. And the success of uh, us as, uh, as a national team as well. Yes. To get those younger lifters. Yes. Because um, at least the North American teams we may be at a bit of a disadvantage in that the bulk of our teams have started kettlebells relatively late in their lives. That's right, absolutely. Because, you know, veteran status is something you achieve in kettlebells at, what, 35? Yes. Which is probably not <laughs> unlike Olympic weightlifting because they start very young as well. Yes. I think the average is 11 years old. Yes, and I started myself lifting kettlebells at 38, and I'm 43. So, it's yeah, you're absolutely right. You know, we have an older team. 
and for the you know for some of it for at least in the professional category um, for the women uh, and yeah we definitely should should work on getting those juniors into the sport so I don't know you know it's a it's a tough sport and I think Russia's done an obviously great job but they have the support of schools and their government and their country in general so yeah those are answers I don't have <laughs> same here Catherine thank you so much thank for, you um, for spending some time with me talking a little bit about your experience and, and, your, and your tactics and your thoughts on being here being surrounded by all these great teams and I wish you the best of luck for your upcoming set thank you Solomon. I know you're going to do us very proud thank you and uh, we, we only expect the best. Okay, thanks, Solomon. Thanks for the chance to talk about kettlebells, which I love. Okay, see you later.